Welcome back to Successfully You. I'm Bronwyn. I'm Shay. Oh, Bronwyn, Bronwyn today. today. <laughs> I was just going to say, I don't normally call myself, but I must be very, I don't know, efficient today or very professional today. Very official, very official. Very official. We'll get that out of you pretty quickly. Yeah, I was going to say, bring a bitch down. No. <laughs> Gladly. <laughs> so anyway, how's your weekend been? Yeah, it's been pretty good. How about yours? <laughs> yeah, pretty fucking insightful. I can yeah. tell you that right now. Yep. <laughs> So I did a uh, form of isolation. Um, I had a, a pretty mean realization um, on Thursday, and I felt like a shit human. I'm not gonna lie. Mm. I realized something that I was doing in my life, and I felt like a shit human. So the way I deal with it <laughs> <laughs> is I isolate myself underground. I don't communicate with anybody. I took my laptop my yoga mat, my journal, and a book that I'm currently reading. And I, uh, yeah, isolated myself because when I felt like a shit human, realizing what I realized, which is a whole different podcast, I'm just like telling you about my weekend, right? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I actually wanted to know in that, in that moment that I, I was still okay with my mind, myself, like dealing, like actually being okay with my own company. Mm. And I felt that when I I felt like a shit human, I mean, I suppose part of it was I was isolating myself from everyone so I couldn't hurt them. (laughs) When I really think about it, I'm like, abort, abort, dig a big hole, fucking hide, save everyone from that type of behavior. Yeah. Um, But in the end, fuck, I got connected with myself over the last three days. Like you can tell I've rocked up looking like a complete fucking hippie. Like I've got my beads on my hands and I'm like, I'm just, I feel a natural beauty, which I can actually see is shining on the outside. So today's podcast is going to be very raw and real, but it's going to be from a place of complete fucking honesty. Not that they're not, but I, I felt a shift in my energy. So Hold on to your belt, sweetheart. We're going for a ride. (laughs) (laughs) No, I haven't said that in a long time. I normally go, hold on to your belt, sweetheart. We're going for a ride. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yeah, that was my weekend. And I've just surfaced today. Um, I wrote 52 pages of my novel. Nice. In uh, those three days. Yeah. And I also got fucking really connected with my inner beauty. Mm. And... Yeah, just identified a few things, and I've started a few um, a few things to work through it um, because obviously I have to identify all of the moments I've done it in my life and be okay with it, not to hold the guilt because if I hold guilt, I'm going to perceive that it's a wrong thing and nothing's ever wrong. It just is what it is, and it happens that way because it happens that way. Yeah. And we need to be okay internally with that. Yeah. Thank you, Peter Crone. If you don't follow Peter Crone, oh, go look that yes. bitch up. I mean... I say bitch as in, like, I love him, yeah. um, not as in, like, oh, that bitch. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> he's... He, um, he's amazing. He's, like, next level. Not only that, he, I don't know about you, but he's highly fucking attractive to me. He, yeah, and he's... Because of... So, he's so centred within himself. Yeah. And I'm, like, fuck, that's attractive. I'm not, like, oh, fuck, leave your shoes at the end of my bed attractive. I just would love to be in his energy. And yeah. you know what? I'm going to go as far as to say I will be in front of that man one day. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I thought that from the first podcast I saw of his. 
Absolutely. Um, the one with Kerwin Ray. Yeah. Kerwin Ray is another person I will meet. Yes. Yes. Me too. Absolutely. He's, I, I love how raw and real he is. Yeah. And in that podcast with Peter Crone, holy fuck, he was so vulnerable and we all look up to him. And yes, Kerwin, if you're ever listening to this, I've had to own the greatness I see in you, yes. as well as Peter Crone. Ditto. Which fucking pretty decent human being I am. No. <laughs> Just a bit of a pat on the back for myself. Um, well, because if I perceive that they're better than me, I'm disowning parts of me. Yeah. My greatness might not be the way they portray their greatness is, but it in my form. Yes. It shows up in my form. Yeah, it does. So that's what I've spent the weekend doing. Yeah. Um, owning the traits of the greats. Fantastic. The Mojo Master, Dr. D. Martini, Peter Crone, Kerwin Ray, any others? Benet <laughs> <laughs> Brown. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've spent the weekend owning the traits of all of them. Maybe that's why I'm sitting here feeling a bit cocky right now. Yeah. Bring a bitch down. No. <laughs> <laughs> not, not cocky, just... I guess okay with who I am. And you know what? How many of us can say we're okay with who we are? Mm. How many of us, and this is this is going to go towards the, the content we're going to cover on today's podcast, right? How many of us leave a relationship with something that I think Christian picked, um, touched on in, in one of our previous podcasts? How can anyone like me if I don't like me and that is why I isolated myself for three days because when I had this realization which I won't share with you guys today I will warm you up to realizing it because everybody does it in their whole like everybody is exactly the same and it was a harsh reality but in that moment I didn't like me and I feel I used to sit in that moment for months years even I did I, I wore so many society's masks to to cover that yeah. hatred I had for myself. Well, not hatred, but the things I disliked about myself. So I would disown those things. Um, so that was my reason for drastic isolation mm. um, because I needed those things owned and I needed to realise my greatness and I needed to be okay with the act that I'd done towards other human beings. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, so empowering. And, you know... <laughs> <laughs> there's that little laugh there's that little realisation laugh that is the realisation laugh um, it's now going to be part of my online course yeah nice yeah because nobody can truly love themselves or share that level of love with somebody else or like even in a, in a relationship or intimate relationship until they feel it within that's so true and you can't attract that in your life until you feel it within yeah and so bring on the next connection for me. No. <laughs> I've now opened that up. Um, yeah, that energy exchange. Mm. Oh, yeah, fuck. Now I've got another fucking huge realisation in my head. I'll share that later. With so- yeah, I'll share that later. Anyway, today's topic, <laughs> impatience. <laughs> for all of you impatient who have been impatiently waiting for us to announce what today's topic yeah, will be. Yeah, yeah. So patience, so impatience. My, yeah. Yeah, so my question for you, Shane, is when I say the word impatience, where's the first place that your brain goes to? Um, knowledge. Yeah, oh my God, yes. <laughs> well, knowledge, yeah. 100%. Yeah. Um, because one of my patterns is that when I learn something, so when I have a realisation about something yeah. that has been a major pattern in my life, yeah. Um, I go 
why didn't I know sooner? And then literally a day later, I'll be like, why hasn't my life changed? Because I've done the work. I now know I should, why haven't I got exactly what I need now? Because I just learned it. Yeah. So it's my impatience that comes with my learning to go, well, I should be better. I should be better. I should on myself. Absolutely. I should be further along because I know this stuff. I've heard it for the last year. I've heard it for the last 10 years. Yes. But now it clicks. (laughs) Now I get it. Yeah, yeah. And it's those moments where you're like, that's what he said. I saw it completely different when he said yeah. it, but now that quote makes sense. Yeah. Like, you're Very like, much so. duh, it's yeah. been in front of you for a year. And you're like, but I interpreted it differently. Yeah. Like, my yeah. interpretation was slightly skewed because well, of I the didn't. parts I disowned within myself. Well, I didn't get it. Yeah. Ah, which comes to another point of your external world only changes when your internal world changes. So, therefore, You can't be in control of anything external. It shifts when your internal self shifts. And that's why I dropped my entire life for three days because I was impatient, right? Oh, really? Well, (laughs) who would have thought? Brody being impatient. Well, everyone that knows me right now is probably pissing themselves laughing, (laughs) as I am. Um, But, yeah, I was like, I've learnt this now. I've had this realisation I need to isolate and do the fucking work or this is going to consume my thoughts, my mind, my energy. It's going to stop the influence that I am. It's going to do everything to fucking control me. And I do not want to be in this feeling for another fucking second. Mm. I know the work. Mm. Practice what I preach. Mm. Don't just sit there and, and coach people and go, so this is your issue. This is your work. Get it done. And do not book me in until that work's done. <laughs> Um, then I can't sit there and know I have work to do yeah. and not so and not fucking do it straight away and, and practice exactly what I tell other people to do. Yeah. Um, in that same sense, people have a thought in their mind that because we're master mindset coaches, <laughs> that we don't have shit in our lives, that we don't realize that we disown parts of us, that we, well, you got charged over this, you're a mindset coach, you shouldn't fucking get charged Do you know what? When I get charged over things, it's such a fucking gift to me Mm. because it identifies my next level of work. What a fucking gift. It does. But then people do see us because we are mindset coaches. Yeah. That we should have all of our shit together. Oh, yeah. Just like you said. Newsflash, not a thing. But we're still (laughs) human. Yeah. We're still human. We still have ups. We still have downs. Yep. We still have... All the same. We go through the same shit that everybody else does. Yeah. We just do it differently. Yeah. Because we have the tools as well to get through it ourselves. Yeah. yeah. And to help others get through it. That's the only thing that I feel I'm different to anywhere anyone else. Yeah. I just have more tools in my belt. Yeah, That exactly. is it. And by the way, it's pink with black, you know, like I envision my belt. Oh. And I've got spaces where this year I've invested a lot of money into my mindset and my learning and my knowledge and everything. So there's spaces for tools when I envision it. I I don't know if that sounds weird, um, but if I believe that that tool belt is full, I'm going to instantly believe that there's nothing more for me to learn, which is going to come across as cocky, arrogant, you know, all these things. And part of my value that I add to others is the vulnerability of owning my shit, Mm. which creates that safe space for other people. Mm. Um, which is fucking invaluable, mate. I know. 
It is very invaluable. Oh, yeah, I've owned a lot of, of my goodness over the last three days, Shane. Really? I know you're looking at me like, oh, fuck, we need to go. We need to have video cameras on these things because I swear, one What's you guys are... What's my your, your face is going, I fucking told you so. <laughs> <laughs> look, I'm not going to lie. I'm like, at least it's not the mum look of, I told you to do the work and you didn't do it. Well, that's maybe why you did the work because you didn't want to rock up here today. I didn't want to rock that up. You hadn't yeah. done the work when I... Um, when she's going to um, see that shit. Of course shit. I will. And then she's going to call me out on the podcast and have to own that <laughs> shit in front of everyone, which would be fucking great value. It would be. Which but would I be. like the whole, fucking told you so, look, it's quite... Being very cocky there, Shane. Okay. <laughs> Babe, the amount of times you've given it to me. I and love it. will <laughs> give it to me again in the future. Absolutely. Let me have this one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, maybe the title of this podcast should be Raw and Real and not fucking Impatient because it's knows? just all coming out from every angle today. Well, maybe <laughs> it's just a conversation with Shane and Bronnie. Yeah. You know what? It could be. Yeah. Our conversations get pretty cool. Yeah, they do. Mm. Yeah. So, like, impatience for me, I always go back to health. You know, you guys know I always go back to health. Before, for me, it was always about nutrition. I'd have a nutritional goal. I'd eat one meal and go, why is my goal not hit? Why do I not look like a supermodel? Where's my eight-pack? I've only got six. Or I've only got four. Where's the other two? They should be popping by now. I had a healthy meal. I went to the gym today and did a 30-minute walk on the treadmill. Why is? Why am I still jiggling? Why are my saddlebags still jiggling? (laughs) Why, when I go over a speed bump, is my love handles going jiggle, jiggle, jiggle? I'm like, I fucking know you're there, but I ate one meal today that proves that you should not be here anymore. I get so impatient with trying to reach my goals once I'm clear on them. I actually give up. Mm. And I had this realization downstairs because over the last three days, I actually did something that I have never, I've always done it, but I've never actually practiced it properly. Okay. I took my yoga mat. Mm. So with the mindset work that I was doing, which I know I can do, my challenge was to really embrace the education I have around yoga Mm -hmm. and any parts I didn't know fucking research the shit out of it and master it in those three days Mm. it is crazy when you have the education if you're passionate about something how much you can master it my body has changed in three days Mm -hmm. but it's not my body it's my mind Mm -hmm. and as a reflection of that my body has changed which is like i know that because of my education but i don't know that at yeah. the same time because I hadn't actually experienced it. Yeah, you know it, now you feel it. So I'm like, my hamstrings, I look, I'm 37 years old. Ouch. No, <laughs> I'm 37 years old. Look, I, I feel like I'm in my early 20s, so age doesn't fucking matter. But my hamstrings have always been tight as fuck. Mm. Like, I, I've never been able to bend at the hips to fully squash my whole body in half uh, because of the, the tightness of my hamstrings. I mean, even the way I'm sitting right now, used to be extremely painful for me. Mm. Um, But I've got that much flexibility in my body because I didn't give up. Mm. Where I normally would be that impatient to get the results of the yoga Mm -hmm. that I'd do one or two and I'd just give up. I'd go, look, it doesn't work for me. Oh, and then I'd say all the bad things. People go, I'm going to go try yoga. Oh, don't even waste your fucking time, babe. You know, like I am that person that I tell us not to listen to. Yeah. And... It's only become more relevant <laughs> that I that I've had to own a lot of me over the weekend that I'm like, oh, I'm still that person. You are. And it is so valuable now because now instead of me going, don't try it, it didn't work for me, 
I can turn around and go, hey, you know what? Practice it, take the parts that suit you and then move on to what the, the next thing that you feel mm. you can grow from. Yeah. So I've, and, and it's exactly what we tell everyone we do. We take the parts from the masters that are our influences, our mentors, and we put them into practice in our own lives. Then we, we add our little spin to it and it becomes us. That's right. So, yeah, like, I had to admit that I'm still society, mm. which is something that I had disowned. Yep. And I guess that came across in the arrogance of my education mm. and, my, and my title of being a master mindset coach. Yeah. Yet I was being what I tell everybody to avoid. <laughs> right? Like how, and I sat there going, oh, you shit human. <laughs> but, you know, I, I don't do that to people. It's funny, too, because I don't do that to people that I class as society, but I do it to my inner group. Isn't that weird? Yeah. So I'm like, oh, my inner group gets me, so I can just do this and do this and have all masks off and be the society I try to avoid. Yeah. But yet, if you're society, I won't give you that same advice. I'll give you the best. Because in my mind, I perceive that you guys can filter out the shit that I'm actually projecting, but I, but it still allows me to live that shit society title. Mm. It's it's so fucking stupid. Yeah. Yet so fucking awesome at the same time. <laughs> like it's crazy. Oh, Absolutely crazy. But anyway, yeah, so where else in your life cuz I'm just going to fucking talk this podcast ear off today. You don't say. Yeah. Um so where else in your life do you recognize impatience or has anything else I've just said triggered anything in your mind? Because this is where we do our best. Yeah, no, nothing else that you've just said. But when you just ask that question, I'm going with children. Yeah. Children. And it comes back to, I think, I think impatience comes back to expectations, to be fair. A thousand percent. So, <laughs> yes. like, it's like, I. Uh, <laughs> oh, my Lord. Yep, there it is. <laughs> okay, I'm just going to. Now mentally write down the word. No, I'm actually physically going to write down the word. Expectations. expectations very high. Because Unrealistic? It's only or? absolutely fantasy. Okay. Like it's, it's a projected fantasy of the greatness I don't own until this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> of what I know I'm capable of. But because I don't hit it the first time, I'm like, fuck it. And I give up. Therefore, I don't step into my greatness. Yeah. Oh, what a lovely pattern. Who can relate to that? <laughs> So what I was going to say with the impatience thing is especially like any mums or dads who get kids ready in the morning. Yep. There's a fair chance you would have experienced this. So my kids have been going to school now for three and four years respectively. And we like the morning routine doesn't change. It's get up, get dressed, have breakfast, get in the car, brush teeth, do hair, that stuff. Right. Yeah. Every day. When they're going to school, it's the same thing. Mm -hmm. Yet every day, <laughs> I have to explain it to them and I get impatient. I'm like, for fuck's sake, we do this every, every day. fucking day. Yeah. Like, is it that difficult? Yeah. I'm getting impatient because you know the time's going. Yeah. Nothing's changed from yesterday. Mm-hmm. Get it done. Yeah. So that comes... With the expectation, right, that my kids are going to wake up in the same mood every day, <laughs> yep. that I'm going to be in the same mood every day, yep. that I'm going to have everything organised, <laughs> ready to go. 
So who am I actually impatient with? Am I impatient with myself because I haven't set things up? Yeah. Or am I more impatient on days where I'm scattered in my brain? Because my expectation is that I'm going to be clear and everything's going to run right. Yeah. And because, yeah, also, like, what, what goes on for my, in my mind when you say that is when I'm in a state of clarity, when I'm in a state of got my blinders on, get the fuck out of my way, shit's just going to go right because now I'm clear. Oh, don't I just fucking create the biggest nightmare in my external world because I have <laughs> high expectations of the fantasy I now have set because I'm so fucking clear, right? Right? Yes. Yeah, there it is. Can relate. <laughs> yeah, 100%. And then you just – and it's always your little humans. Yeah. And I always talk about them like that. It's always those little humans – fucking show you the nightmare straight in front of your face and you're like oh that's the part i didn't do didn't list the drawbacks yeah. and now they're being Every shown time. to me in full swing thanks Every little time. humans i love you so much but generally do yes and you know love what that. we're impatient to the point where we just lash out but then when we lash out what we do <laughs> is then hold guilt for the lash out right because when we lash out let's be mm. honest parents male female don't give a fuck who you are if you've got kids or stepkids when you lash out, it comes out in an ugly fucking fashion. Yeah. A thousand percent of the time. It can, yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> if you're not okay with how it comes out, you'll never identify the area of work you need to work on yeah. to find out what the trigger was for you. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to know the trigger for me? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So when it, it comes back to my, like, how you just like, meh, the look you gave <laughs> well, me. See, we need videos. We'll see the look that you just had when you said, okay, yeah. and yeah. Okay, okay. Go. ready? Family dynamics. Mm-hmm. When I grew up, if I got something wrong, when I knew the task, if I got something wrong, I was ridiculed, mm-hmm. belittled, mm-hmm. told I wasn't enough. Mm-hmm. And I'm not just talking one conversation. I'm talking days yeah. weeks, months even, mm-hmm. that I would be reminded of that shit part of myself. Yeah. So I always perceived that that shit part or being wrong was the worst thing ever. So if someone ever confronted me and went, no, that's wrong, I would be like scratching your eyeballs out to protect myself from that wrong feeling. I, yes. Yeah. Mm, that's I also know. another realisation I've had over the last two weeks. Mm. Um, so... Yeah, that's where my perfectionism comes from. Mm-hmm. That, so by, by being perfect. So anyone that's got OCD, and I'm talking OCD for me. I used to be up at 12 o'clock at night with a toothbrush cleaning the hinges of my kitchen cupboards. That's how much I thought and perceived that I needed to be in control of my external world so that my internal world wasn't fucking shattered. Mm-hmm. Because if something wasn't perfect, I was wrong. <clears throat> and if I was wrong, my body reaction of, of anxiety and judgment and fear fear of what was coming next who was going to judge me who was going to ridicule me who you know like I was letting my mother down in that moment and to let my mother down don't look at me like that to let my mother down was fucking devastating because she was the parent who did it to me but and now everyone's question from this would be okay so now do you hate your mum absolutely fucking not because the only reason that I was actually being my mum. Because let's face it, by having those same traits, my, ki- my kids couldn't do anything wrong. 
And what's the one thing we say? Never grow up to be me mum. Fucking mole. Never grow up to be this. <laughs> never grow up to that. In that same sense, I was being exactly her. Someone told me I was being her. I'd be like, fuck you. What horse you riding on? Fucking tell me I'm being my mum. In reality, I was being my mum. Yeah. So all I see her now, all I see when I look at those memories is the pain that she was in trying to control her external world because yep. her internal world was fucking shattered. Yep. So no, I don't hate my mother. I love my mother. Mm. And she's, if she hadn't have done that to me as a child... I would not love myself to the level that I do today yeah. because I wouldn't have been in that much pain to fucking change my life. That's exactly right. Yeah, so that's where my head went. Okay. <laughs> cool. Completely left field, but yeah. that's where my head went. And, you know, that's another, that's another good thing, right? You were talking about something that had no relation to that, but that's where my brain tagged it as. Our listeners are going to be like, how the fuck did her brain make that relation from that to that? So you're talking about kids being impatient, yeah. not being the same every day. And now I'm talking about family dynamics. Yeah, but that's the way it is. But that's the way, that's what my brain had tagged it as, mm. as a, like a little reward of, hey, he learnt this the other day. How cool is that? Because yeah. this is what we relate that to. Yeah. But somebody else listening to what you said could be relating it to something different. Mm. And that's the power of our brains. Our brain never sees the external world. And you'll hear me say it a hundred fucking times if you listen to our podcast over the next 15, 20 years. Yes, we're not stopping. Um... You will hear me say, why give power to something in your, in your body that has never seen the external world? Mm. It only has its beliefs, its trauma, its limitations, its imbalances because of things that you've experienced throughout your life. Because mm. it only receives information from the senses, eyes, ears, touch, taste, all those types of things. Smell. Smell. All those, all those senses. That's the only way it knows information. It tags it. If you feel pain in that moment, it's going to tag that thing as pain, whether it's pain or not. Mm -hmm. If it tags it as pain because it was that person that gave you the pain and they, say, have a beard, so therefore every time you see a person with a beard, your intuition's going, yeah, that person's not okay. Yeah. I don't like that person. don't know why, but I don't, I don't like that person. There's something about that person that yeah. I just don't like. Yeah, that's exactly right. Get and it's, all the time. You know what? And it's, it's because your the way brain has tagged the, the beard as a trigger so you don't feel okay internally. Yeah. Because it's not designed to make you happy. It's designed for you to, to protect you. To protect you, yeah. Absolutely, 100% of the time it is there to perceive and protect. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so until you actually fucking get real and raw with yourself your life will never change you're not your life will never fucking change no not until you do the inside work the inside work is the most fucking valuable work anyone if you're going to give yourself a gift this year don't think about it as a fucking material object that you can purchase think of it about like what can you do internally for you not what fucking society wants you to do not what we want you to do for you, what's going to help you be okay internally? Because if you could fix it on your own, you you're fucking already have, would, would have done it. Yeah. It's that simple. Yeah. Oh, now I'm getting a bit brutal. You're very charged at this point in I, time. I, I'm not charged, I'm passionate. Oh. Passion means to suffer with others, right? Correct. So I'm now expressing from the, from the pain of the years where I didn't listen to the advice. Yeah. I didn't turn out, um, I used to sit there, look, being honest fucking internal blow it out your ass if i can perfect the way my body looks i don't need internal shit wake up to your fucking self yeah 
I did that because my brain was like, oh, we ain't going there. Mm. We're protecting ourselves from that pain because, oh, that's dark. Yeah. That's dark and horrible and scary. It's dark and horrible and scary. And, you know, I was actually having this conversation with someone the other week and I said, um, like, because we're just getting to know each other at the moment and there was, have I had any major traumas in my life, like any abuse or anything like that and I just turned Did around and said Did you say I have a best friend of 27 years she's done a good job no, no. <laughs> I said no actually I said I've got none of that I've got none of that trauma I said the only person who's given me trauma is myself Ooh because it's true yeah. Like I like if you look back if you look at my life there's been maybe one or two major incidences yeah. but it's it's affected me but not directly involved me whatsoever right Yeah so the only person who's actually had the power to fuck up my life is me. Mm. And in some cases, mm. I've done a really good job of that. Yeah. Like I've done a really good job of fucking up my life. Mm-hmm. But I've also done a really good job of unfucking my life. Yeah. And investing in myself. Yeah. And it all started within me. Yeah. Because if I didn't go and invest in myself, yeah. then I'd still be doing the same shit. Yeah. And taking yeah. people down. So, oh, yeah. Because I would yeah. do that. Yeah. Like, I would do that. Yeah. So, from my side, and I've got a really great question for you. Okay. But from my side, I had all the traumas. Mm. They were just my excuses. Mm. So, I did exactly the same thing, just in a different form. Mm-hmm. And that's why it was hard for me to actually enter this world. Because who am I without my excuses? Yep. Who am I without those traumas? Well, I don't fucking know because my brain's protected me from that for, for my entire life. So who the fuck am I? Mm-hmm. And that, that fucking question is scary. Mm-hmm. But and there is nothing anybody can say to you externally that isn't more vicious than what you can say to your fucking self internally. Agreed. Agreed. Well, and that's why one of our groups on Facebook is called Muzzle the Bitch. Yep. And, you know, so many people got charged about that name. They did. Tell me you don't have a bitch in your head that tells you that that fucking outfit looks fat on you. Yeah. Tell me you haven't got a bitch in your head that turns around and says, knew you shouldn't have eaten that. On you, babe. Good on you. Fucking failing again. Tell me you don't. At some point, whether you've mastered it now, don't judge people that are fucking still there because it's fucking vicious. And if they feel like they're alone... How the fuck are they ever going to reach out? Exactly. How the fuck are their lives ever going to change? And you know what? I'm sorry to the people that feel like they can't reach out, but that's also one of their excuses to the reason that they don't. Yep. And I, how do I know? Both hands in the air. That was the story of my life. Yeah. My question to you, okay. and I'm surprised I still remembered because I went off on Me a bit too. of a tangent. This would be good. So I identified where the work needed to be done because I had a lot of traumas. Yep. Was it harder for you to identify and own who you are doing the work? We know what doing the work means. Yep. Without those stapled trauma times in your mind. Like, because there's still things that charge you, right? Yes. But to go back to an insignificant moment, whereas my brain had tagged so many significant moments, it was like fucking pick from the pick from the list it's as Mm. long as my body Mm. where would you like me to start trauma one or trauma 19 Mm. you know like but for you how was it harder for you to identify that work 
it can be harder but just because your traumas were external to you it doesn't mean my I, I still had trauma but I gave the trauma to myself okay yes okay yeah I so, get it yes yeah while I didn't have an external source of trauma, yeah. I still have the trauma because I would beat myself up. So that bitch that you were just talking yeah. about yeah. is Was my trauma. trauma. Well, she, wow. is, she is my trauma. So I don't have <sighs> external people to blame. It's all me. So yeah. the only way that shit was ever going to change for me is if I took responsibility for that. Wow, that's powerful. Yeah. And I'm glad I asked that question because I understood what you said, but not to the magnitude of the way you've just explained it. Yeah. Even though you said probably the exact same words, but no, without the different. question in there, mm. I didn't get, my brain didn't get it. Yeah. And yeah, I get that. Because of my internal trauma yeah. and not knowing about projection, I would yeah. project my internal trauma on those people around me, which probably I know one person in my life who would say that I was probably the most traumatic thing that ever happened to them oh I've had that plenty of times yeah <laughs> and then when they but I perceive that as being different now yeah. if someone says to me now like back back before my education if someone said to me you're fucking you know you're a mole you've done this in my life and you've done this and you've done this I just turn around and go okay <laughs> oh, okay, okay but I would walk away because I didn't want them to see the pain that I you know obviously it's going to be an ex or an ex friendship or something like it's like okay okay yeah and you walk away going fuck I'm a shit human yeah now I'm like you're welcome yeah because to me if someone's going to add trauma to my life fuck I'm gonna my best quality my best quality in life I'm fucking unstoppable yeah so if you're going to create trauma in my life, I'm going to go giddy the fuck up, motherfucker, because I'm about to go next level. Yeah. You just cracked that ceiling for me, I'm going to bust fucking through because the trauma you've just put in my life or the perceived trauma has just identified a fucking shitload of work I need to do on me, which is going to make me next level, which is going to benefit my clients, my children, my friendships, my high quality qu connections, intimate relationships, everything in my life. So thank you. Yeah. So I just say you're welcome and walk away now. Yeah. And they just look at me like you cocky motherfucker. Yeah. If you don't, if you don't get it, you don't get it. But that's not my problem. Yeah. I don't need you to get me because it makes sense in my head. And that's all that fucking matters to me. Yeah, me too. I now, get that now. It's taken me a long time. So I guess from someone who would just give herself traumas over and over and over yeah. and never have really many external traumas. Um, I guess to overcome that side of me and just go when people say to me, oh, this, you gave me this trauma, you, gave, you did this to me, you did that to me, or I actually don't care what other people think now. Yeah. Like it's not my business. No. Um... But for me to fully accept me, considering that my only trauma or perceived trauma is the ones I give myself is huge. Yeah. It's so empowering. Yeah. Like. Very much so. Because and a bit scary. Power. I don't know if you can hear that in I, my I voice. I was just about to say, I can sell, I can, it your tonality bit, has changed, yeah, so it is a bit scary. It, but it is scary because then when that's all you had. You don't have excuses. Mm. It's not about the excuses. It's about owning the greatness. Yeah. And how far you've come and reflection. Yeah. <laughs> how so cool you, is that? Yeah, when but you do that, it's... Do you know what? There's another thing that's changed um, for me in relationships. Um, and when I say relationships, I don't think... In, I'm not thinking just intimate relationships. I'm high-quality connections, associates, every, every person I have an interaction with. 
I can identify insecurities, pain, patterns, traumas within fucking minutes of talking to someone. Yeah. My head is doing this huge patterning type thing. I've got this huge life map in front of me. To be able to switch that off and just have a, a basic conversation with someone is something I've learned to master. Yeah. I used to project yeah. being able to help them onto them. I now just sit there and go, you know what? If I project that I perceive you need to change that, you I, I could do that right now, but you're never going to get the value from it. You need to be in the pain that where there is no other option for you but for you to reach out to me. And that's when I'm going to swoop in and go, oh, thank God, I've been waiting two years to do this, you know, yeah. like, or whatever. Like, yeah. I don't. And I did a live on my Facebook. I didn't do a live because I haven't done updates on my Facebook for a long time, so it wouldn't actually let me go live. But I did a video on my Facebook, and it was an interaction with my husband. Now, I... Oh, the value of this was next level. I went to his house Monday because my daughter had forgotten her school bag. So I went to his house to pick it up on the way to school. I had decided that morning that I was going to get her hair thinned because she's got five people's amount of hair on her head and it's just like crazy to try and tame. I can relate. Yeah, you can relate. <laughs> I can't. So I just, I walked in, we grabbed the bag, I said g'day. And I said to him, look, I've made a decision. The moment those words left my mouth, I noticed his eyes changed. There was a shift in his brain. His body became so boisterous. Mm -hmm. I could feel his anxiety and he just lashed out at me like fucking next level. You could have just told him that someone could have died. That's the next level that he fucking just screamed at me. And I'm sitting there talking about a haircut. Yeah. So I just kept talking. Once I saw the body changes, I thought, oh, shit, here it comes. And then I went, I was just talking about the haircut, and I just let him have his screaming match. I put my hand up and I said, look, I'm going to leave this situation. When you calm down, give me a call. Because I knew he was only projecting from pain. I hadn't identified what it was. Yeah. But I knew that the haircut he didn't really listen to, so I knew the words of I've made a decision fucking triggered something in him. Yeah. So in that moment, I just said, I'm just going to leave. Now, 40 seconds, I got down the road, round the first roundabout and, and took my first right turn. I get a call from him. He says, I'm so sorry. I have no idea where that came from. I can't explain it. I, I don't even know what we were talking about. And I could see, and that's why I excused myself, because mm. in that moment, I could see he was looking at me like, fucking help me. I can't stop what I'm doing right now. Yeah. That I used to call abuse yeah. in my relationship, right? Yeah. Not in that moment, not for one second was I scared, unempowered, fucking feeling like I was being abused, but that is what I used to call abuse. Mm. Him being triggered and screaming at me, How, hello, it's what I did my whole life until I started working on myself, so I used to be that. Mm. Yet, hang on, you abused me for 10 years of our marriage, but piss off, you didn't abuse me, you just reacted out of your own traumas. So I could see that he was like, fuck, I need help right now. And I just removed myself because I, I was the problem. Yeah. So I removed myself and he says to me, I'm so sorry. I have no idea what happened. I can't identify. I just have no fucking idea. And I said to him, don't apologize. Learning and teaching and human behavior is my highest fucking value. And the value you just added to me right then, few lessons. Reflection of the work I've done on my own traumas. Mm. The reflection of 
the quality of coach I am because I could identify exactly what happened for him through his body language, his eyes, yep. his tonality of his voice, everything yep. like that. So it was, a, it was a moment of reflection moving forward for me. Then about four minutes, so I said, all good, don't stress about it. It is what it is. Fuck, you've seen me in that moment. It's okay. Four minutes down the road, I get another call. All right, what the fuck is it? I know you know what it is because he loves the fact that I love human behaviour, but he also yeah. hates the fact. It's his dream and nightmare at the same time because yeah. I can stay composed in that manner and not argue with him back so our kids don't need to see that. So that's a good thing. Yeah. But then in the same sense, I've driven away and he's like, fucking mole, she knows exactly what it is. Fuck her. Yeah. You know, like, how dare she know more about me than myself? And that's intimidating to men and women around everywhere. But we don't ever judge you guys for that because we've been there. Yeah. You are us. Yeah. Um, so I said to him, okay, I'm not going to give you the answer. but What I'm going to do is ask you a question. When I say the words to you, I've made a decision. What's the first thing your brain shows you? And he goes, oh, fuck. I said, what? He said, the last time you said those words to me, you walked out on our marriage. Ooh. That's a huge thing for him. Oh, yeah. So, but those little words, anyone would sit there in that moment, place yourself in that relationship. If I was still married in that moment, that would be abuse. I'd get on the phone to you and go, fucking asshole just went fucking off at me, fucking married. I don't know what his problem is. All I said was something about Taylor's haircut. Fucking overreactive prick. Fucking... Do you know what I mean? Yes, I do. So now all I see is his pain, but I can relate because that was my pain. Yep, I get it. So when he said, oh, fuck, the, the last time you said I've made a decision, you walked out on me. Yeah. That's now an imbalance that he's identified in his life. Do I have the tools to tell him how to start working on that? 100%. Yes. Did I tell him those tools? Nope. No. Why? He didn't ask. Yeah. He, he knows certain tools, but he did not ask me in that moment to identify how he could work on that so the pain for him isn't enough to do it. No, not yet. For somebody that you will always love because of the good and the bad, yeah. the, the good, the great memories and the shit memories that are now great yeah. and the great memories that are also shit, yeah. the years that we spent together is such a fucking gift for me. Mm-hmm. I will always love the man. Mm. I'll always have that level of respect for him. Mm-hmm. So you think that because of that, I'd want to help him. You are. I am by letting him sit in his pain. Yeah. If I was to give him the answers, I would take away his self-worth. Yeah. He needs to identify it for himself and work through it. So for anybody that ever goes, oh my God, I can help you with this. Oh my God, this. Oh my God, that. Fucking stop. That was my hardest lesson. I was about to say the same that thing. was by far yep. my hardest lesson because I would always go around mm-hmm. trying to fix people. I'll fix it. I'll fix it. I'll fix mm-hmm. it. I'll fix it. Here's your challenge. Let me take that challenge mm-hmm. away by, by taking care of it but for you. But every time yeah. I went and fixed somebody else, it actually broke me more. Yeah. Yeah. And didn't actually help them at all. No, because they come up against the same fucking challenge because the challenge is for them to break through their fucking glass ceilings. Yeah. Not, we would take that glass ceiling away, put up a bit of plyboard, fucking, pl- you know, yeah. put in a nice little ceiling there. Like, oh, take away that shattering part of your life there, mate. You don't have to go through that pain. Let me take right. that for you. Yeah, exactly. It's like you, you think you're giving yourself self-worth in that moment by helping But what you're doing is ultimately stealing their self-worth. Now all I do is drop a question and walk away. Yeah. Because you know what? Your brain will tag that question with the answer that you need right now. If you need help, you'll fucking ask. And if you don't, bye. Mm. 
It's up to you. It's not by so much. That sounds really hard. Oh, no, I mean, like, by from, like, from the conversation, yeah. not from their life. Exactly. Yeah. So it's not as if... Because that could be taken in a lot of different ways. Oh, it could be. But yeah. it is... It's not as if to say... It's by to, okay, we're not going to discuss this anymore yeah. because... Until you, you ask need for help. To sit, you yeah. need to be there. You need yeah. to sit there and do your thing. Mm. It doesn't mean I'm going to love you any less. You yeah. can't make me not love you. You can't <laughs> make me not love you. But, Best quote ever. Yes. Um, it, it, it is the fact that I... And I think that for me, in that scenario as well, it's more self-preservation. It is self-preservation for me yeah. as well as for them. Yeah. Because I sometimes do still get those feelings come up. It's like, I just want to fix it and I want to take your pain away. Mm. But then as soon as that thought comes up for me, the, the bitch in my head pops up and goes, don't do it. Yeah. Don't do it. You know better. Can I give you my view on that? Please. So any time, I love when moments happen like that in my yeah. life where I'm like, oh my God, I feel the need to help you and project on you right now. Ultimately, all we want to do is help ourselves. Exactly. So that just identifies work in me that I have not done. Yep. Whether I've dealt with the bigger charge, but the charge still is, isn't balanced or isn't just that little seesaw. Mm -hmm. It's that big giant extreme yeah. and lows and highs and lows. Yeah, I, I go, I hang on a sec. I go, ah, I'm not going to open my mouth. What I'm going to do is open my notes on my phone, write down the situation so I can identify where the work needs to be done because if I'm projecting the need to help someone, ultimately I'm just trying to help myself. Mm -hmm. And that for all the helpers out there that like to walk around and be that person and be yeah. that, you know, the helper for everybody, um, yeah, ultimately you just want to help yourself. And before you get charged around that, sit in that. And be fucking raw and vulnerable with yourself because that took me 10 years to fucking own that. Mm -hmm. Don't wait 10 years. No. Don't I wait 10 years. I did the same thing on Friday night when I was out. I, I did the same thing. There was a situation. <clears throat> there was a situation or there was a particular person acting a certain way that I saw. And I'm like, it triggered me. Like, it, it just made me want to go and stop the behavior, right? <laughs> yep. And normally in that situation, especially like I, it's a situation I've been in many times before yeah. and I have actually taken steps to go and speak to that particular person. Yeah. But this time I just grabbed my phone and put the note down and just said it because it was a certain type of person and I just typed the type of person in. So now that's identified for me. Where do the you? Where, yeah. The where, which is my next level is like, okay, so that still gets to me. Why? Yeah. That's my biggest question. When something comes up for me, why does that still get to me? Let's dig, let's figure it out. Yeah. And then, then you write a series of good quality questions or yeah. you ring me and we have a great conversation. Yeah. We identify the work. We do that for each other. Yeah. We identify the work and we're like, oh my God, why didn't I see that? Ah, uh, cause it's your own shit. You can't exactly. ever see your own shit. So no, if you, you think can't. you're sitting there mastering your own fucking life, I call bullshit. Um, because by without yourself. by yourself, it, it's not something you can do by yourself. And without the tools, you can do it with tools. You can do it with tools, yes. But if it's stuff that you really don't want to admit, you cannot see it. No. So the quality of our friendships and our community, the within the Mojo Master community, yeah, those people in our lives, we could go, oh yeah, I've been doing this, this, and this. But did you think about this? Fuck! How did yeah. I not think of that? Yeah. Ah, uh, because it's your shit, babe. Yeah, fucking oath it is. Of it. That's part of our toolkit. I see the yeah. community as part of yeah. our toolkit. Yeah, oh, that is such, yeah, yeah. so true. It oh, is. my God, yes. Yeah. Look, Definitely. see, I just made another little section of my you little tool belt in my visions and just...
place them all in there. Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, but isn't it funny, even in that community, you become drawn to the people because um, you have – everybody knows everybody and everybody yeah. accepts everybody in that community, five, 600 people, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but the people that you get the good connections with, the ones that you talk to regularly – you find that you're just not – they're a reflection of you that you're not owning. All the good and bad you see yeah, in them, so it's a reflection of you that you're not owning. So yeah. all of those connections for me, I'm like, thank you. Yeah. Thank you for being your greatness. Thank you for being your shitness. Yeah. Shitness, is that even a word? It is now. It is now. And the vocabularies of Bronnie. Yeah, we'll make up uh, lots we'll of just, We'll just write a dictionary next. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so it's like, thank you. Mm. Yeah. Even the people that I project as shit – yeah. I'm like, oh, you shit fucking human. I'm like, oh, thank you for being a shit human. Clearly something I'm not owning in my own life. Yeah, that's exactly right. Where do I do it? Yeah. It's not that it doesn't fucking exist. Mm. Where do I do it? Mm. Oh, there it is. Oh, there it is. Oh, there it is. Fuck. I do it. But then you do, you stop seeing those things in those people and you just accept them for who they are. Well, you st- I think you still see them. You're just not charged by them. You're not charged by them. So, yeah, yeah you see them, but you see them as just being them. Yeah, exactly. You don't see it as like, fuck, why did that charge the shit out of me? Yeah. 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 It's, it's fucking cool, man. It is. We, fuck, we're, I say we're lucky to have, to have come across this, but we're not lucky at all. We're courageous. We're, we're courageous. Cora- cor- strong. We're strong, courageous, fucking brave, vulnerable, um, shit. Because <laughs> when you start doing something and practicing something, oh, yeah. you are shit. Especially like this. Uh, Impatience, right? Shit was the shittest you want to be fucking perfect straight up yeah 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 but yeah no it takes it takes a lot to dive into this and to own it and to continue yeah because once something gets scary oh abort fucking run yeah yeah and you know what that's i still run oh yeah because look at me did i thursday i have a realization that i'm a real shit fucking human for a certain thing that i've done to every single human being in my life yeah so I ran. Yeah. But I ran because I knew the benefits of running in that moment. So it's not that you won't stop running. You'll know when to run. I was and you'll running. you'll know what to do when you're there. You'll know what to do when you're there. So I took so my tool belt, yeah. my laptop, my yoga mat, all my things, my book, my journal, and I isolated myself because I needed to know that these people externally to me were not in control of me. Mm. I needed to know that I could sit still in my own space, my own energy, my own mind. And the why, why have I learned that? What incident in my life taught me that when I'm alone and isolated is when I can identify my work? I don't know. I broke my back in two places and became very alone and isolated and that's when my head went fucking psychotic. Mm. So I needed to run to prove to myself that alone and isolated I had everything I needed to go next level. Mm. And when energy leaves your life, you get fucking excited about the energy that's about to come into it. Mm. But I wasn't at that point. Mm. Not then. Not then. No, now I'm like, yeah. hell yeah. Like, holla. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's why. I, so I still run, but I don't just run from owning. I don't run from hurt. I don't run from fucking love. I don't run from all these things. I isolate myself so I can work on me. Yep. So that I so I sit there. Like one of the hardest things for me to do and comprehend is sitting in your own pain. 
Why is it okay to sit in your own pain? Why would people do that? Yeah, why would people even suggest such rot? Like, are you kidding me? No, I'm going to ring Shane and see if she wants a coffee so I can totally distract myself from the pain I'm feeling right now. Oh, but hang on, when I go home that night, mm-hmm, I'm going to try and sleep because I've come home at some godly hour of the night and my brain's going to switch on and I'm not going to sleep. Mm, I wonder why. Because you didn't deal with your shit, you ran your little safety blanket to have a coffee and a, and a chat to distract yourself from your shit. Nah, now I run to own my shit. Yeah. I fucking love it. And sometimes you run here to own your shit too. I do. I just walk in and go, fucking undress me. Well, not like that. <laughs> it's, they're my favourite days. <laughs> I just walk in and she, you, you know what? It's one of those connections we have with each other. Yeah. We don't actually need to exchange not words. Anymore. I walk in, you see my face and you're like, sit down. <laughs> sit, sit down. And Let then, me get my notepad. But, but no, yeah. <laughs> so what's bugging you today? No, um, no, no, no. But you just turn around and you say to me, like, huh, so is it this? And I'm like, how do you know? And you're like, oh, because I've been seeing it for a couple of weeks now, but you needed to own it for you to be here to go, Ditto. what do I fucking need to do? Did I? Yeah. And I love, hate that. I love, hate that too. Yeah. <laughs> love, hate relationship. <laughs> We're going to be friends forever. Um. Yeah, fuck, we've got a pretty long podcast here, okay. and we're not even done. Nah, um, nah. The, only, the only shit thing about these podcasts is they stop you at an hour. <laughs> I don't know well, why. Well, this one does. We can upload in, in a different way, but we're not ready for that. No. I don't think our listeners are ready to, for two hours of us. No. <laughs> yeah, you are. <laughs> <laughs> you love it. No. <laughs> you might just listen to another podcast after this one. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah, so even though our title was going to be Impatience, we've just fucking covered life. Yeah. We've just, we've just covered. And you, you know, Life like... Life and Shane. Do you know what? Um, we were talking about the titles for our, for our podcasts. Mm. And I said to her, having a title and trying to stay on task is actually changing the delivery of our natural... Our natural... Who we are. Conversation. Our yeah. natural... And that's the value that we add. And our relationship. Yeah. So... We're trying to be structured and we're trying to be this and we're trying to be that for what we perceive you guys want. And you know what? Our best delivery is in this situation right here where we're just having a fucking conversation. Sometimes there will be structure though because sometimes it calls for it. But other times like this, it's just... It's just, hey, how was your weekend? Well, let me tell you. (laughs) Let me tell you how that started. Yeah. Yeah, so... Yeah. Yeah. Cool. We always end with the yeah, cool, because our minds are like, oh, lily, 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 lily. Well, my mind's usually quiet at the end of our podcast, and that's why it just comes out with yeah, cool, because that's really all I've got left. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, cool. <laughs> yeah, so anyway, uh, we'll stop this podcast here. Yes. We'll, we'll get into another one, chats with Bronnie and Shane. Yeah. Um, hope we've added some value. Like we always say, inbox us, send us voice messages um, on Facebook, Shane. Uh, perspective coaching and mine's Bromwyn Kogan coach um, inbox us on there thank you to the people that have inboxed me I've got a few appointments next week to tackle some really big fucking shit which I'm really excited about so I love the fact that you guys are vulnerable enough to own your shit or be at the stage where you can uh, with that scarcity we understand the scarcity we've been there so mm. contact us if you need to on here on our pages do you be you fucking love it we'll see you soon (laughs) see you soon there it is again talk to you soon one day you will fucking see me and it'll just (laughs) blow your mind (laughs) all 
right. I'll get the video camera ready for next time she walks in and just goes undress me and then we'll podcast that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, actually. Yeah, you can coach me live. That'd yeah. be fucking awesome. What are the it? value? Yes. I'm so raw and so... Oh, wow. Are they ready for that? <laughs> well, actually, yeah. Anyway, see ya. See ya, bye. <laughs>